Something that I don't hear talked about as often, kind of like a secret power once you tap into it, is noticing what drains you and then noticing what energizes you and training yourself to choose more in the favor of the latter. Wait a minute. I spend most of my time doing things on my drains me list. No wonder I'm so tired all the time. No wonder I'm unmotivated. No wonder I feel so blah. No wonder I feel resentful. No wonder I think everyone's annoying, you know? How do we manage our energy? Hello, all of you dope-ass humans, and welcome back to another episode of Oh Hi Self, your home for all things personal development and lifestyle design. I'm your host, Sandra Passing, speaker, coach, digital nomad, lifestyle entrepreneur, and in today's episode, I would like to serve you up another quick solo episode. Um, well, I say quick, but that's to be <laughs> that is to be seen. I'm not the quickest of the solo episoders. So on the topic though today of managing your energy instead of your time, this is something that I personally practice uh, very much and that I also help my clients with. At the end of the episode, I'm going to share some um, very personal examples of how I do this myself. I'm just getting more and more vulnerable with you guys. Ooh, it's, uh, it's good though. Speaking of which, thank you so much for all of your great feedback lately. Um, apparently, y'all loved the decluttering episode and then also the relationship episode I did with my husband, Chris. So definitely keep letting me know what's helpful so I can give you more of that. Um, and I just, you know, I really appreciate Like, it feels so great to know that you, you appreciate me keeping it really real and raw because... Uh, you know, it's hard and it helps give me the courage to just keep doing that. Like I really genuinely feel the most free and happy and authentic when I share like all of me boldly and unapologetically, but it's, it is uncomfortable and I get to, to just tiptoe and then also sometimes leap way far out of my comfort zone. Um, and I just appreciate you all being so supportive and encouraging and like giving me feedback because it keeps me going. So quick GCI before we dive into today's topic, um, gratitude, big gratitude today for Chris, for my lovely partner who you, you got to hopefully get to know much better during the last episode. Um, but lately I'm like always grateful for him, but lately the last little bit, we've been just like navigating some new territory in our relationship. And it's been so cool. Like we, I, I thought we were pretty damn good at this whole communication thing, but these recent, recent new areas we've gotten to navigate, like it's forced us to just, you know, go a little deeper, go a little more into new, um, into new things. And we've had to like identify kind of how do we feel about certain things, like in real time as it's happening. And we've been like creating boundaries as we go. And it's been just such a cool opportunity to, um, you know, be super honest and connect even more deeply and just like really hear each other, get to know each other and understand where the other is coming from and what we each really want. So um, it's just been so great to be able to trust that like we can be like radically honest with each other. He is just the most supportive, magical creature. And I really like, I feel like our relationship has up leveled a lot in the last little bit. Um, we were sitting around the other night and I was like, did we just unlock the next level as if it's like some video game? Like, I feel like we found the magic key or something and there's a million more levels that I'm excited to tap into, but this next level, we're just like, whoa, really cool. So thank you, Chris, so much. So grateful to him. Also grateful for my sister, Talia. Shout out. We just had a little sister date last night and are like 
really committed to wanting to do it once a month. Um, when I see her, she, I just, my heart just melts into a million puddles. Um, she's just the coolest human and I love her so dearly. And, you know, when I see her, it just like, uh, yeah, my heart just swells and I'm so stoked on just everything she does and everything she is. And since I know she's listening at some point, love you, my, my sweet, sweet sister. My C for today, I'm celebrating, um, I'm celebrating a fun new person in my life. The last few months of getting to know this person um, has, how to say it, has like unlocked something in me. It has, um, those of you who've known me for a while, you know, I'm all about like unleashing your inner badass. And and a lot of my work has to do with helping people like find their inner strength and come out and be bold and be unapologetic and be authentic. Uh, So of course, I'm always working on that myself in a lot of different ways. But you know how sometimes like you just, a person or a circumstance or a place or a something just like helps or becomes a catalyst. And um, that's what's happened recently. So I feel like I've just unleashed this um, wild woman version of myself. It's like it has awakened um, a very important part of my identity. It's one that's it's been there and it it has come out and it comes out more or less in different times in my life, but it, you know, it can get shy and it sometimes just like crawls back in and gets dormant for a while, but it's definitely happiest when it's like out and free and wild. So lately I've been leaning, finding myself leaning a lot more into my feminine side and like leaning into my edges and just feeling more, more empowered and confident and like self-expressed than, I don't know, maybe ever. And that is like, just, it's like creating this fire that is, that's bleeding into every category. Like I feel a lot of aliveness in my body and my mind and my soul and my heart. And I just, it's really, it's like been this boon in in my business and in my social relationships and my, uh, my partnership with Chris and like just all these areas. So it's really, really, uh, it's been quite exciting. And if you're listening, you know who you are. So just thank you. I'll leave it at that for now. If you follow me on social media, you can probably guess who this person is. Moving on, um, the I for intention. I am uh, very intentionally practicing not caring what people think. I'm always doing that. Um, But lately I've been practicing doing that in situations where I would normally like hesitate or play small or just like, I'd feel an urge to do something that I'd be like, nah, nah, nah. And so I'm, you know, little things like, I don't know, I wore, (laughs) this is so dumb, but I wore a matching baby blue pair of Lululemon biker shorts and a matching blue baby blue Lululemon tank top to the gym the other day. And I was just like, I don't know, I had some rules for myself that you're not allowed to wear like matching top and bottom because it's like too much. But I was like, fuck it. And I did. And it was so fun. And like, no one cared. And that just felt really liberating or just even taking my shirt off of the gym, which I'm typically comfortable with, but just not everybody does it. And so I'm just practicing, I'm practicing doing that lately, or like, I don't know, talking to strangers, um, or, you know, sharing things publicly on here or on social media that are quite personal, quite vulnerable. And I just keep finding like this confirmation over and over again, that there is so much liberation on the other side of having the courage to just own it to uh, whatever it is, you know, all of it, all of you, all of who you are and to to let like be in full radical acceptance and ownership of who you are. And then just let people be on their journey. They can think what they want. They can say what they want, but you owning all of you is like, it's just the best feeling. And um, I'm trying to spend more and more time in that place because it just, it feels so damn good. I'm really committed to walking my talk on this and being an example of 
being unapologetically authentic and like living as in, in an aligned as fuck as possible way. Yeah. So that's it. GCI. Um, okay. So time management is where I think most of us go to, right? Like this is the main topic, by the way, (laughs) I like got distracted there for a second. So energy management is the topic of this podcast, but I want to start by touching on time management because that is, I think what most of us are more familiar with, right? There's like books and books and books and many experts who um, go on about all of the, the many ways we can do time management and productivity and performance and all of that, which is great. I love it. I'm a total nerd for that stuff. Um, You know, I love like apps and programs and I live and die by my G, my Gmail and my calendar. And, you know, some people like their Pomodoro timers or their um, to-do lists and their software, like all of that is awesome. Those are great tools. You know, I love tools. There's the whole like slice of, um, of time management that has to do with habits. Some of you have probably read Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's like the hot one right now. And it's great. I love habit stuff. I'm a huge fan of all of that stuff. Just productivity tips and tricks, like so fun, so helpful. However, where time management can fall short (laughs) is that like none of that actually really matters if you have no or low energy, if you are so burnt out or if you are so depleted all the time, you know, it doesn't matter how fancy your apps are or the, you know, you have these like really sophisticated softwares or techniques that you use. If you don't have the energy to even like make it into your office and sit down, you know, it's like taking, I don't know, it's like taking a glass of water with just a few drops of water in it and doing all of this strategizing around how to be as efficient as possible and deciding where to spend the like three drops of water that you have, you know, it's just like not helpful. There's, it's kind of pointless. So yes, time management, great, but only if you have some energy to actually work with in order to manage your time. So that's where I think that energy management is much more interesting. And that's where like, I don't know, it's just something that I don't think that we talk about as much. If you have great energy, but poor time management, you can still be pretty damn effective and productive, motivated, like healthy. But if you have low to no energy, that's when the time management tips don't help. So this is why I'm like energy management first and then time management for the nuances and the details and the subtleties there. So how do we manage our energy? Like lots of strategies out there. Um, I'm sure there have been many books written on this as well. However, if I think a a, a good place to start is like the classic kind of self-care and wellness stuff, which I'll just touch on briefly because that's not my main focus. But like, let's assume that most of us know that there are things that we could all be doing that would benefit us and help us feel better. You know, basic stuff like getting enough sleep, eating real food, you know, resting, moving your body, whatever kind of fitness or walking or, you know, any kind of movement that you do, making sure you get fresh air, being outside, connecting with nature, like resting in between big workouts, things like that, mindfulness techniques, social connection, community, all that stuff, like so important. And, you know, we could record a million different episodes on any single one of those topics. So let's just assume (laughs) that we all agree for today that all of those things are important. And hopefully most of us are doing at least some work to handle some of those basics because that's like the foundation. But then something that I don't hear talked about as often, which I think is super interesting and like kind of like a secret power once you tap into it, is noticing what drains you and then noticing what energizes you and training yourself to choose more in the favor of the latter. So that's what I want to focus on today. This is 
something that I have most of my clients do. And it's also what I'm going to challenge you to take on as your homework assignment from this episode, if you want to go there. So I'll just explain the exercise to you. And then I will give you my own examples, which will be interesting. So the homework assignment is very simple. You are just creating two lists. One is a list of anything and everything you can think of that drains you. And another is a list of anything and everything you can think of that energizes you. And I would say like, don't worry too much about the details, just capture, just brainstorm. This could be a great thing to sit down with a partner or friend, colleague and do it and then kind of compare notes because you might get more ideas. Then the goal becomes just finding like creative way. Like there, you may get a lot out of just writing the lists and recognizing like, oh shit, (laughs) wait a minute. I spend most of my time doing things on my drains me list. No wonder I'm so tired all the time. No wonder I'm like unmotivated. No wonder I feel so blah. No wonder I feel resentful. No wonder I think everyone's annoying, you know? Or you might realize like, wow, there's all these things on my list of things that energize me that, you know, I used to do when I was a kid or, but I just have like lost connection with or, or haven't done in a while or like, wow, I've, you know, here's all these passions that I have that I've been ignoring. So even just writing it down can be like pretty breathtaking sometimes um, and insightful. But then the real practice becomes once you have the awareness and you can add to these lists over time too. So, you know, start with just a couple things if that's all you can think of and then add to it over time. But then the practice becomes finding creative ways to do less of the things that drain you and more of what energizes you. It sounds so basic and so simple, but again, as with, as with most things, some of the most profound and like sustainable shifts come from these really simple ideas or like really practical tools. So once you start doing these shifts and finding creative ways to shift more from what drains you to what energizes you, like it's not going to change everything overnight, but making these little, you know, if you're someone that has a lot of space in your calendar and bandwidth, maybe you can make a lot of these changes quickly. But for most people, you're probably, you know, maybe you're working a lot and you're parenting and you have all this other commitments, but making these little incremental shifts over time, like, oh my God, it adds up. And as you feel, the cool thing is as you start to feel even just a little bit less drained, it's like, it's as if you have like a boat with a bunch of holes in it and just plugging a few of those holes will help you not sink as fast, you know? And as you feel less drained and start to feel more energized, you'll naturally be motivated to keep going and you'll be motivated to do more of what energizes you. And then it just like snowballs in the most beautiful way. And it becomes like this upward spiral and it becomes like you, it's, you know, I use the battery uh, metaphors a lot or like the the avatar um, character, the Navi characters who are plugging their little, their hair braid into like the trees and, you know, whatever those flying creatures are that they ride. It's the same thing. It's like you, you start to recognize like, you know, it's, it's not just like a, your iPhone where you plug it in at night while you sleep. You're, you're not just charging your body and your brain at night while you're sleeping for seven, eight hours. You can charge your battery all day by finding little moments, little windows of ways to tap into the things that energize you. And then you can start being really strategic about it where you just kind of like, okay, how can I build into my day to day? You know, what daily routines can I implement? Even really simple ones that I know are going to consistently energize me. And then what can I do on a weekly basis? What can I do on a monthly basis? What can I do on a quarterly or yearly basis that I know is like a big boost of energy? And then it's like, you've basically uncovered this limitless energy resource And so then that's when time management, I think, becomes interesting because it's like, yeah, we all have the same 24 hours, but if you have energy, you can do so much more with those hours that you have versus somebody who's absolutely overwhelmed and anxious and depleted and burnt out like so many of us are, right? 
So, okay, here, here are, I'm like chuckling. So I'm like, oh my gosh, ready for some oversharing. So here are my own examples um, for inspiration. Please feel free to steal any of these that resonate with you and, or hopefully they will spark some of your own ideas. So the list of things that drain me is actually like kind of short. Um, and then my list of things that energizes me is pretty long. And I think that's because I spend, you know, I I've done a pretty good job of designing my life very intentionally. And so it's not even on my radar to have many things that drain me because I've just like eliminated most of them or minimized them as much as I can. Okay. So on the draining side, one of them is small talk. So fellow introverts or fellow, you know, empaths or sensitive types, or just lots of people out there who also find small talk very draining. Yeah, feel me. I, I used to like dread it, but over time, and I'm actually really grateful for this over time, I have learned to speak the language of small talk and I actually do appreciate it. I see it, it took me a while, but I have accepted, <laughs> I've begrudgingly accepted and embraced the fact that small talk is actually like a wonderful gateway. It's like a social lubricant lubricant that, you know, when you first meet someone, not, I had to learn the hard way that not everyone wants to go into the depths of their soul within five seconds of being introduced to me. And I was like, why? <laughs> but now, now I get it. And now I'm like, okay, but small talk, a, it can just be a way to connect with somebody in a short amount of time, or it can be a way to connect with somebody at first, and then you go deeper and deeper. And so it, it is a very convenient skill. And I, I pride myself on having practice a lot now. And now I kind of feel like I can talk to anyone about it, anything. Um, but yeah, it has taken some, has taken some intentional practice and I definitely still have a limit. So I try to like use it when it's, when it's meaningful and convenient, but then if it's just going on and on, that's when I try to like pay attention to my own boundaries and um, and peace out. In a similar vein, I would say spending time around people who mostly complain and whine and gossip and judge others. Um, that's a big one. I, I think I've mostly kind of redesigned my social and relational world to not include much of that. And like, we're all human and we do it. And I certainly do it sometimes. And I'm certainly around people that do it sometimes. I just have minimized it. Like I try really hard not to judge it because you know, it's like, I just, I want to have compassion for it. Cause I think we've all been there and there's certainly lots to complain and whine about. I just find that to be not like a helpful use of energy. Sometimes it's really cathartic. Sometimes it's really relieving to vent about something. I just think that we can vent in ways that are a little bit more like mindful venting or like conscious, what is it? Conscious complaining is what they call it in some communities. Um, whenever I'm like kind of poking fun at spiritual communities, that's when I use my yoga voice in case you're wondering what that was. Um, Love you spiritual people, but also you're fun to make fun of. But anyway, yeah, so not 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 too much around people who mostly complain and whine and judge. Um, and so when, I, when I'm in an environment with, where that's happening, I try to either like change this, the topic or I just kind of opt out of the conversation and put my focus elsewhere or I might just like leave the room. Um, I don't want to force people to not do what they're doing. I just want to protect my own energy. And so I'll like just leave when I need to leave. Um, another, this is kind of a silly one, but I'll fully uh, admit it and owning own it is um, grocery shopping and meal planning. Most of you guys know that Chris is our, he's our, um, well, he's our life manager, but he's definitely our food and cooking and meal manager in this household. So he does like 95% of it. I just find it so tiring and draining and boring. And I'm like, uh, however, I'm keeping an open mind and it, it is starting to shift a little bit now that I've been cooking once a week um, and doing a little bit more of the shopping. I'm like, okay, like I can see the joy in this. So I'm keeping an open mind, but it's a slow process. And I, deal, I still, you know, I try to um, kind of minimize it. 
watching other people play video games. This is such a childhood thing. I spent way too many hours as a kid watching other people play video games. And I just like, I just can't, I can't do it. If I'm around it, I just need to play myself and not watch. I've learned that. Um, Another thing that drains me is doing like research about anything that I'm not super interested in. Chris is our, our household researcher. He like, he could, oh my gosh, like he will research the shit out of anything and he just is good at it. He finds answers quickly. Um, I give up after like, I was going to say five minutes, but like five seconds. If I don't immediately find my answer after my one, you know, Google search, I'm just like, oh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Unless I'm really fascinated about something, then, then I can, I'll give it a little more time. Um, being in dimly lit rooms or uninspiring spaces or really like any space that feels dull or lifeless has a huge impact on me. I'm such a no for that. I will do anything, <laughs> anything I can to get out of that situation as fast as possible because it just zaps my energy. When we're traveling, I will legit like reorganize all of the furniture in a hotel room or an Airbnb. I'll open curtains. I'll like, I do like bring fre- like anything I need to do to make it feel more. I love things that are like bright and fresh, not like dull and musty and old and sad. It just, I can't. Um, conversations about topics I have zero interest in. I will, you know, depending on the social situation, I'll try to get curious and like ask questions and be engaged and learn more. But ultimately that drains me really fast. So I just try to limit it. Um, Being in climates that are mostly like windy, dark, gray, gloomy, rainy. Um, I can do a short term, it can be cozy, but ultimately I'm like, I need sun, I need light, I need blue skies. Um, So I would not do well living in a climate that was mostly dark and gray. Same thing around like being around dense forests and too many big trees. Um, I find super draining and sad. Like I like openness and light and, and beautiful views where I can see far. Like I'm clearly not a mountain cabin girl. <laughs> I think I like, like that rolling hills and valleys and palm trees and oceans. So I tend to gravitate towards places like the California coast or Italy, Spain, Portugal. Um, yeah, I'm like not a mountain girl. It would make me so sad and so drained. So that's just a short list. I'm sure there's more things, but those are the main ones that came to mind. And then, okay, so here, bear with me. Here are the things that energize me because this is a lot because I get a lot of energy from a lot of things and I have very much curated and designed my lifestyle to include like most of this stuff as much as possible, which is probably part of why I'm like generally a very joyful, happy, stoked person because I'm just, I'm filling my day to day with like moment after moment of things that I like and that I'm excited about. So I divided these into categories and I'm going to try to do this kind of quickly. Okay. Category one is like movement and wellness things. And so if you've been tagging along this, um, this journey with me for a while, you know, I'm a fitness freak. I love any kind of exercise, especially CrossFit, yoga, you know, boxing, aerobics classes, Pilates, whatever. It's like, if my body is moving and if my body feels alive, my soul comes alive. It gives me mental energy, all of that. The subcategory of that, that's like most is highest on the list is uh, dancing, as you probably know too, most kinds of it, but especially when it's like, you know, when it's just music that you love, like I can go onto a dance floor, let's say at a wedding and they're playing like all the classic wedding, you know, dance floor songs. I can get down, I can move my body. I'll, you know, enthusiastically be all over the place. But when it's music that I just love or that like moves me, you know, that feeling where you just, you, you can't not move your body. It's like the music is moving your body from within. It's like every cell in your body just lights up and you're like, okay, I guess we're doing this. (laughs) And so that lights me up. Um, partner dancing. I used to be really into swing, like Lindy hop, um, salsa dabbled in bachata and tango and blues. Haven't done much of that lately, but it's a huge source of energy. Um, in my twenties, I used to both in LA and San Francisco, I used to go out swing dancing by myself, like three nights a week for a while. It was just, I was, uh, I was quite into it. Um, certain kinds of house music, especially 
like just really like happy, upbeat, steady beat kind of house music. I will dance for so many hours. Also just watching, like, you know how Chris is really into sports. He would prefer to play it, but he also is just so happy to watch it. I'm the same way with any kind of dancing or singing. So like dancing and singing competition shows, I have no chance. I will, I will be just a ball of tears the whole time, but like in a good way, I get so moved so easily. And then that energizes me. I love long walks, being in nature where I can like hear the birds singing and touch trees and, you know, put my feet in the soil or whatever I can do. Polar plunges, anything that's like, um, you know, like all the trendy wellness stuff, like saunas and not the saunas are trendy. I mean, they've been around for a very long time, but like all the trends around like polar plunge or ice baths and saunas and then steam rooms and hot tubs and all that kind of stuff. Like love that. Anything that makes my body feel alive on the inside or the outside, swimming in the ocean, um, surfing when the conditions are like beginner friendly. So that's kind of movement category. So again, like as you hear these jot down any that resonate with you or if it sparks any ideas for yourself. And these are the kinds of things that if you start prioritizing them and even just giving them a little bit of attention, like might really shift and help you, you know, just feel more energized in your day to day. Um, people stuff. I obviously love anything related to like authentic connection with just cool humans who are willing to go there. Deep conversations, Um, which to me is like, it's raw, it's vulnerable. It's conversations about our fears, our dreams, relationships, sex, money, communication, trauma, um, which is not to be confused with just like drama and gossip and complaining. Like I was talking about before, to me, a deep conversation has got a different vibe. It's if, if like drama and gossip and complaining is more like a contracting, judging, um, energy where it's, 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 it's like, it separates us, you know? If you and I are gossiping about somebody over there, we are making like you and I might be bonding, but we're separating ourselves from that other person or like making ourselves better or worse. And I just find that to be like, you know, maybe it's satisfying in the moment, but it's not helpful in the long term in terms of creating rich, like cultivating um, healthy and, and, and satisfying, fulfilling relationships. So whereas deep conversations to me are more expansive, they're more solution oriented, they're more, more growth oriented, uh, which I just love. Um, I'm also a big fan of like playfulness and flirting. I am of the belief that flirting is not just like a means to an end when you're trying to, you know, hunt down a mate. I think of flirting just as a way of being, is a way of talking, it's a way of communicating. Um, it doesn't have to have like sexual undertones. It doesn't have to have an end goal in mind. It just, to me, a flirting is like f- flirtatious communication is a way of just making the other person feel good. And it's like, you know, it's things like good eye contact and giving like genuine compliments and like maybe a little bit of physical touch in appropriate ways, depending on the context. Like I, you know, when I'm interacting with like cashiers at the grocery store in the, you know, rare moments that I go to the grocery store or just like friends or whatever, or, you know, I don't know anybody on the internet. Like I love that little bit of flirtatiousness. I think it's so fun. And um, I invite everyone to do it with me. Uh, Such a huge fan of physical touch. I've talked about that a lot before, but like snuggling, hugs, holding hands, um, including with friends. Like this to me is not just something that I do with a partner. This is like, I want to be touchy feely with, um, with every, all the special people in my life, as long as they feel safe. There's obviously there's a line where like it crosses over into just like creepy territory or inappropriate or whatever. But as long as we're on the side of like, this is a person that feels safe to me, which sometimes has like 
rational, logical reasons. Other times it's just a, it's just an energy thing. And I, I can tell you if they feel safe or not, but I might not be able to t- tell you why. Um, but with people who feel safe, I just love it. Like I want to be as snugly as possible. Um, I love improv games like fishbowl. Oh my God. Anything that's playfulness or silliness, like that gets my inner child out, I guess, roller coasters, water parks, like anything that makes me run around like a five-year-old generally energizes me. I love eating out, like especially fine dining. If the surface service is amazing. Um, a huge one for me is riding bikes in a warm tropical place at dusk in a tank top. Like it's those specific thing. And we've done that, you know, in Bali and Thailand and certain places in South and Central America. Like there's just something about it, like riding a bike, probably like a beach cruiser, you know, and just feeling the warm wind on my face and on my shoulders. Ah, it's the best. Being on boats in water, especially speed boats. Um, rooftop bars are one of my favorite like locations to be in, especially when, whenever we go to a new city, I love finding the coolest rooftop bar and then being able to like see the whole city from a high vantage point you know, with like a fancy cocktail in my hand and some good company and hopefully some good music, maybe like some tropical house or some like down tempo or something like that. Um, I love play fighting, which is not, you know, something that we, maybe we did as kids and as teenagers. And maybe if you're a parent, you do that with your children, but like how many of us as adults and just as friends, like play fight and roll around with other people in our life. And I miss that, you know, like I've gotten a little bit of that with just some of my like amazing group of friends who are willing to be very like cuddly and touchy feely, but just like rolling around and like, you're, you're like rough, but gentle, you know? And again, that kind of safety, but like fun and and coziness. And it's just like silly and playful. Um, I get energized by making out with friends who are open to that. And again, can see it as just fun and playful. Appreciate that. Safe people, um, clothing shopping. Like I'm historically very hard to find clothes for because I have kind of challenging dimensions. Such long arms, you guys. They're so long. It's ridiculous. And my shoulders are so broad. Very hard to find things that fit. <laughs> so clothing shopping when it's like going well is just so exciting. It lights me up. Working at a coffee shop with like a delicious coffee or let's or like a nice glass of wine with a beautiful view. Super energizing. Being around other driven optimistic people who want to create extraordinary lives. And actually I can replace the word optimistic more by like growth oriented. You don't have to be always positive. It's just more like people who are interested in growth one way or another. I'm pumped to be around that. Um, Also like curling up maybe with a yummy dessert and watching a really good show, really good movie. Chris and I are pretty good at doing that almost every night. When it comes to not my relationship with other people, but my relationship with myself and just like personal development stuff and personal routines, I get so lit up and so energized. And some of you will definitely relate to this, especially those of you who like were freaking out about the decluttering episode. So just the simple act of tidying, let's say my desk or like cleaning the kitchen or organizing, I don't know, the dining table or something for five minutes. It's like charging my battery for three hours or something like tidying, decluttering, organizing. Um, So I don't know. It's like, it's the, it's such a fast way to give myself a quick boost. It's like drinking two cups of coffee, but like, just by cleaning the kitchen, curling up and reading a a page turner book, especially by a fire. I don't do much of that these days, but when I do, it's like energizing writing on a whiteboard. I know some of you out there are whiteboard nerds like me. And you know, the feeling, the squeak of the whiteboard pen (laughs) on the, there's just something about it. It's like, it's pretty special. Um, I love making vision boards, journaling. Y'all know I'm obsessed with gratitude, any kind of self-reflection, basically reading self-help books, podcasts, like I consume a lot of that stuff. 
very intentionally because I love it. Because I know if I go take a, a walk and I listen to a podcast I like for 30 minutes and it's something related to personal development, I know I'm going to come back energized. It's like very reliable. Anything related to manifestation, I'm like, put me in coach. Gets me excited. Writing lists. Sometimes I write lists of lists. Sometimes I write lists of things I've already done. <laughs> I know some of you do the same thing. It's so satisfying. It like gives me, it tickles my brain. Um, visualizing, writing lists of goals and desires, like anything that has to do with dreaming and visioning about my desires and what I really want gets me energized. Being in inspiring spaces, like well-lit rooms, like natural light, a lot of windows, plants, high ceilings, um, or cozy vibes, candles, like warm, cozy lighting, vibey music. Uh, for anyone else who is a more sensitive type, you can probably relate to the fact that our environment can have a huge impact on us. I know there's folks out there too who are like, don't give a shit, put me anywhere. <laughs> but for those of us who really appreciate like a certain vibe, those little things can make such a huge difference. And so I try to be really conscious of that and then intentionally create a space around me. Like my office is like my sacred little sanctuary and I love it. But if I'm traveling, I try to make whatever space I'm using for work, just inspiring and like cute and cozy and fun. I'm also very energized by... Um, personal care. So this could be like anything in that category, um, facials, spa treatments, Botox, massages, microblading, even getting my boobs done was like such a fun glow up. And oh, did you not know that? Now you know. <laughs> I told you I'm not holding back anything on this show, which by the way, I'm very open about my breast augmentation. So feel free to ask me anything. I'm very happy to share. Anytime I feel like I look hot and I feel confident, that's very energizing. So those of you who work from home, you can relate to the fact that like, you know, like we sit around in our yoga pants. We might be on Zoom with makeup on, but like we're legit in our like yoga pants from the waist down and maybe, ha you know, don't need to leave the house and like get done up for anything compared to people who like go to a place and have to put on business clothes every day. So sometimes I forget how much, how good it feels when I get done up and dolled up and stuff. So the last few months for some of the aforementioned reasons, like I've been just getting more into fashion and clothes and hair and makeup and like leaning more into my feminine side. And it's really, it's like really lighting me up. I like it. Um, and it just, you know, it's like going out and feeling good about how you look. I just, I find I stand taller and I just kind of like own it a little bit more. And I kind of like bring a little more queen energy. And I find that makes me more magnetic and yeah, it's really fun. I've been, <laughs> I've been very surprised the last few years, years to realize that I actually love fashion and clothes and all the girly things that for years I didn't think I actually cared about at all. So, um, but yeah, I'm rolling with it. In the money category, so this one is um, such a good topic because I think for many of us, all things related to money equal draining, equal stressful, equal anxiety, equal you know guilt and shame or all any number of other emotions attached to money. Um, I've been on a quite the money journey and I've worked on it very intentionally, and it is now one of my favorite topics. And so I've 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 like. <laughs> I've redesigned my relationship with money. Um, and this is like years of work to be in a place where it's actually one of the things that energizes me. And the way I do that just kind of on the day to day is like really staying on top of my finances. I check, I check my mint and my credit karma and my online banking pretty much every day. And I love learning about fi uh, personal finance. I've mentioned this finance community that I'm in right now where I love learning from the mentor in there. She's a total badass, but also just being around other people who are totally committed to creating their own path to financial freedom and just learning all the ropes 
ins and outs of that. Um, I love auto- automating anything like automating and, and systematizing things. It feeds into my little organizational brain, but automating money stuff makes me feel really calm and like I can trust my system. So, you know, setting up um, automated monthly transfers to my retirement accounts and investment accounts, savings accounts, um, like monitoring my credit score. Dude, my back in when I was started putting myself through my financial makeover back in 2012, I had a ton of debt and a lot of shame and my credit score was absolute dog shit. Um, but then I turned it all around and I chipped away at it and now it's over 800 and I've like, I've gamified it, you know, like I check it every day and I'm like, okay, what's it going to take <laughs> to get to 815, <laughs> you know? And it's super fun. It's just, it's, it's energizing to be taking responsibility for all those things. So that is the list. Hopefully some of those things sparked something in you, gave you ideas. Maybe you can steal the ones that resonate. And maybe there's ones where you're like, wow, absolutely not. And maybe those can go on your draining list, you know, use it in whatever way is helpful to you. Um, I feel, I feel so energized just listing these out for you. It's wild. Like even just looking at this list, reading through it, I, I'm going to like, I feel like I could go run a marathon right now. Um, and really the goal is, and this is what I, I try, I try to be an example of is like, I, at this point, my life is basically designed around amplifying these energizers as much as possible and minimizing or eliminating the drainers as much as possible. Or if there's things that are draining that you're like, you know, I, well, I, um, I hate doing this thing, but like, I literally have to, you know, cause it's a, it's a responsibility I've, I've committed to or whatever. Then it's like, okay, accept the fact that you have to do it, but change your relationship with doing the thing. And maybe there's ways where you can make it fun or you can make it more interesting. Um, you can, you know, like find, find the excitement in it or create the excitement in it. And so much of that we can do, we can train ourselves to do through the power of our amazing minds. So, okay. Thank you for hanging with me through all of that. So recap, basically time management, great, but not that helpful if you don't manage your energy first. And so in order to manage our energy better, it's like starting with the basic wellness things, get the foundations covered, you know, sleep, eat well, move, blah, blah, blah. And then not even then. I mean, you can do you can do all of this at the same time. Just prioritize as you see fit, people. Um, but then look at what drains you, what energizes you. Your homework, if you choose to accept it, is to write those lists and then really start shifting. And you know, don't worry about it all shifting overnight. Just do little little bites, little baby steps. Shift one tiny little thing, and then see what happens. And see if you start to feel like your battery is more charged more of the time. And then watch and see how that like bleeds into every part of your life. And it can just be so, so good. So thank you as always for rating and reviewing and sharing the show and especially the episodes that you like. I love it when you guys send it to friends um, and then tell me about it. I love it when you post, take screenshots and post it on social media and tag me. It's just such a joy to see you spreading the love and see that it's helpful. Also reminder to check out Dream Life Academy, which is my brand new lifestyle design membership. The, the wait list is currently open and we will be opening the doors soon. But basically, in case you missed it, I'm building an online community of, you know, dope ass humans just like you who are all designing and creating their dream lives together. So the emphasis is definitely on community first and foremost. And there will be an online course component with video modules that you can go through. They won't be immediately available because they are going to be created based on our founding members. So I'm going to be taking everything that y'all are saying into consideration as I create them um, so that they're customized to you. So it's video modules plus the community. It's going to kind of feel like a Facebook group, but so much cooler. And then there's going to be live support calls with me and in the future, possibly some in-person events too, which gets me so excited, but I'm also going to like just 
I'm going to hold off on too much excitement because we're just going to build it from the ground up very intentionally first. This lifestyle design membership, which is called Dream Life Academy or DLA for short, is only $47 per month. So I want this to be very accessible to anyone who's interested. You can cancel anytime. It's month to month. There is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you join and you're like, meh, not my jam, let us know within 30 days. And, um, or, and or if you want to be all in and you sign up for the year, you get two months free. So basically, if you're interested, it's like a total fucking no-brainer. And by the way, the intro price of $47 a month is only for founding members. So if you want to be a founding member, I would say get your ass on the wait list now and invite your friends. And then the doors will be opening very soon. Once you're on the wait list, we'll keep you posted and send out emails and stuff when the doors are opening. And then the doors will be open for a short amount of time. And then they will close and then we'll be focusing on getting the founding members all situated and connected. So I am so excited and I hope that you'll join me in there. It's going to be epic. All right, y'all. Thank you. I love you. And I will see you in the next episode.